Welcome to the Broken Pie Chart Podcast, episode 55. I'm your host, Derek Moore, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about short selling. What is short selling? Why do we keep hearing all this talk about Tesla and days to cover and short interest ratio and how does this all work? What does it mean? And what does it mean uh, when you hear on CNBC or Fox Business or anywhere about a short squeeze? So without further ado, what the heck is short selling? Well, short selling is when people uh, theoretically are betting against a stock. And so normally when you think about, you know, you think a stock's going to go up or you, you're a long-term investor, you buy shares, you buy shares and let's say in an index fund or an individual name, you buy 100 shares of XYZ stock, totally fictitious stock, of course, and you hope that it goes up. So you buy your 100 shares. If it goes up a few dollars, you make 300 bucks, right? And normally people invest and they hold long term. Uh, they sort of invest for the long haul. Well, short selling is a little bit different. And short selling is where instead of buying a stock and hoping that it goes up, you sell a stock short. So think about uh, normally you buy a stock and then you would sell it as a closing transaction. Buying would be an opening transaction. Selling would be a closing transaction. Well, when you sell something short, you're selling it short as an opening transaction first. And then what you're hoping for is the stock will go down and you'll buy it back at a lower price, thus realizing a profit. And so the opening transaction is, is selling short. The closing transaction would be to, to buy it back to close. So it's a little bit counterintuitive. And honestly, it takes most people a little bit of time to sort of understand what short selling means and what it means to sort of bet against the stock. The mechanics are really, most times when, when somebody has to sell a stock short, uh, one of the first things is, can the stock be borrowed too short? What does that mean? Well, if you have a brokerage account and typically uh, you've got, let's say, margin enabled, meaning it doesn't mean you're going to borrow money to buy stock. It just means it's enabled. If shares are held in what's called type two of the margin side of an account, they are available to be loaned out. And so when you short a stock, you theoretically have to borrow the shares to short. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, if it just, if it happens behind the scenes. So it's not like you have to go out and say, hey, can anybody loan me their shares? Your brokerage firm will just do it for you. Now, sometimes stocks are what's called hard to borrow or unavailable to short. And it means there are no shares available uh, to use in order to complete the short sale. But they've got to be available. And so if you are at a brokerage firm and you sell a stock short, if the shares are available, your order will go through. And I know it sounds a little bit odd with, with borrowing shares, but uh, just trust me, it happens behind the scenes. And, you know, recently there's been a lot of news, a lot of talk about Tesla. And so if you were to look at a chart of Tesla. And again, Friday it closed about $565. Uh, but as you know, back in September, it was $245. And then at the beginning of the year, you know, in December, it was like, you know, 350. And uh, so the stock's been up quite a bit. In fact, if you look at chart, 
It almost seems like a little bit of a parabolic move higher. Now, who knows what's going to happen with Tesla stock? Um, those regular followers to the program know that you know, we don't necessarily buy individual stocks. Uh, it's more about buying the market, hedging, buffers, uh, or selling volatility. But a lot of people are interested in some of these terms. And so you'll hear the term short squeeze. Like, what does that mean? Well, here's the way it works. Let's use Tesla as an example. Now, Tesla has a market cap now over $100 billion. Of course, you get the market cap by taking the shares outstanding times the price. So there's 180.25 million shares outstanding on Tesla. It's price 565. And so you do the math. And basically, you wind up with, uh, you know, 101 billion is the, the market cap. Now, the shares outstanding is 180.25 million, but the public float is 133.84 million. And what does the public, you know, float mean? Well, it's really the, the number of shares that are, you know, they're actually available to trade. You can trade them. Uh, and you say, well, what are those other ones doing then? Well, a lot of times officers of a company or directors, they might have restricted stock. There's some other cases where, uh, you know, maybe they're, they're not available in the public float, and that's kind of beyond the scope of this program. But when you look at the public float, uh, it's 133.84 million. And so when you hear something like, hey, the short interest in Tesla, uh, and in fact, it is 26.26 million shares, what does that mean? Well, of the 133 million and change, um, there's a little over 26 million shares that are currently held short. That means people are shorting those and they are, in theory, betting against Tesla. Uh, they're hoping the price goes down. And then you hear a term called the percentage of the float. So right now, Tesla's uh, percentage short is 19.62 million. How'd I get that? Well, the 26.26 million divided by the 133.84 million, which is the public float. And to give you an example, is that high or low? That's on the higher side. Uh, and it's uh, some people look at the percent of the float or the days to cover, which I'll get to in a little bit, as indications of potentials for short squeezes. But to put that into perspective, just looking at Apple, uh, while Tesla's float percent of the float that's currently held short is 19.62. Apple's is just a little bit over 1%. So if you're comparing Apple and Tesla, and of course there are many, many stocks, uh, those are you know, a quick comparison there. So we know that the, the short interest is 19.62%. Uh, and the other thing that you'll sort of hear about is what's called the days to cover. Days to cover is another thing that's not really understood uh, really well, but the way you get the days to cover is you take the short interest, and when I say short interest, that's the number of shares that are currently held short, which was 26.26 million, and you divide that by the average daily volume on the stock. In Tesla, it happens to be 12.42 million. And so we would say, doing that math, uh, the days to cover is 2.1143. And what does that mean? Well, in theory, it means it would take uh, short sellers a little over two days if they were to buy back all the shares. I know that seems like, well, wait a second, couldn't they just buy them back? Well, yeah, uh, but it's just, it, it's a ratio. 
And the higher that ratio is, meaning the, the greater the number of shares held short is compared to the average daily volume, um, the higher that ratio. And the, the reason why that ratio interests people, along with the percentage of the float that's held short, is there is a chance for what's called a short squeeze. And so if you listen to CNBC, I guess you could watch them and listen, because it's uh, you, know, you could be watching and listening at the same time, right? It is a TV show. But if you're, if you're watching CNBC, and quite often this week, they've been talking about the moves in Tesla, and they've been talking about, is this a short squeeze in action? So what does that mean? Okay. So think about it this way. When people hold shares short of a stock, if what's their risk? Well, of course, their risk is the stock goes up, and the more it goes up, the more they're at risk of losing, right? If you sold Tesla short, uh, let's say you sold short 100 shares at $250, and it goes to 500 well, that's pretty much a 100% loss. And so I'll talk about the risk of short selling in a little bit, but theoretically, you know, you've got unlimited loss to the upside. So the short squeeze. Uh, the deal is if, if a lot of shares are currently um, of the float are held as short positions, the idea is that if the stock moves against them, meaning it goes up, it goes up and, and the long holders are really happy about that. But what happens is, um, you know, the markets are a study in supply and demand. And so while there's fundamentals, there's technicals, there's any number of reasons why stocks go up or down, and fundamental analysts are trying to find out what the value of a company is. In the end, it's that buying or selling that actually are going to move the stock up or down. So if there's more buyers than sellers, there's more demand, uh, you're going to see the stock move up. Same thing is if there's more sellers than buyers, you're most likely going to see the stock go down because of the sort of the laws of the, of the flows of, of, uh, of trade. So as the stock's going up, the theory is uh, short sellers looking to manage their risk or saying, look, I, I got to get out. Uh, not only do you have the buyers pushing the stock up, but then you also have the short sellers buying back their shorts. Remember, you sell a stock short as an opening transaction. You buy it to close out the transaction. And so not only you have buyers coming in and pushing the stock up, you've got short sellers buying back their shares to close. And that exacerbates you know, the already higher uh, buying and kind of puts, uh, puts a little more gasoline on the fire, so to speak. So that's one of the theories with, uh, with Tesla is as it's moved up, you have these short sellers that are forced to buy back, uh, you know, their shares. Um, a little bit more technical, um, and again, beyond the scope of this, is if people are uh, getting what's called margin calls and they're forced to buy it back as the stock, the position's moving against them, you know, that's another thing that happens there. So that's, uh, that's kind of what, when you think about short selling, that's sort of what you're you're thinking about. You're th and people who do this and evaluate this, they're looking at the size of the, the company, the size of the float, the percentage of the shares that are currently held short. And the theory is the higher the percent, the more susceptible it might be to you know a short squeeze. Uh, doesn't mean it's going to happen. I mean, the stock, uh, who knows what Tesla is going to do. But in fact, uh, you know, by some measures, there's, 
the expectation is it will be volatile, and we can see that in the options market. Uh, but then, of course, you look at the days to cover, which is just the short interest, the shares, divided by the average daily volume. And so this is a really good example of, just because it's been in the news, uh, with regard to you know what is short selling, what is this percent of flow, what's the days to cover, and what is the short squeeze. So a little more about the the risk on this. I said before that short selling, you know, theoretically, you've got unlimited loss to the upside. And why is that? Well, let's say you sell the stock short at 565. In theory, the stock can go up infinitely to infinity, right? So if the stock goes from 565 to 1,000, you lose 1,000 minus the 565. It's you know almost a 100% loss. And yeah, you've got unlimited loss. And we also know that you know, in general, the markets go up over time. And so most people wouldn't sell short and hold, right? A lot of people, they buy positions, they buy the market, maybe they buy the SPY, an index fund, and then they, they hope that the market goes up. And historically, the market has gone up over time. But short selling is, you know, sort of used a little more tactically, uh, more in the short term, uh, just for that very reason. The market bias generally is up over time. Um, and you might say, well, wait a second, if I sell it short at 565, okay, it can go up infinitely. I have unlimited loss. Uh, but how does that compare with the, the long side? Meaning if you bought Tesla, the difference is you can only lose to zero. You can't lose below zero unless, of course, you're, you're trading on margin or borrowing, right? But that's, that's a different story. So you buy Tesla at 565. If it goes to zero, you lose 565 points, right? Uh, if you short it at 565, there's no downside floor, meaning it's not like you, can, you can't go below zero on the long side, but you can uh, lose more than 100% on you know, it going against you on the upside. So it, you know, it's, it's just not, it's not used as a long duration thing. Usually short sellers are uh, taking a position for a shorter amount of times because they want to bet against the shares. Now, one of the things that's interesting too, and so you have, there's a lot of um, I call it, you know, passionate views on Tesla, either long or short, meaning bullish or bearish. And part of that is, uh, you know, obviously their CEO, Elon Musk, is uh, uh, he tweets, he, he makes a lot of statements, he's been in the news. But one of the, the things you can see, um, at least with regards to volatility or the perception about how volatile this, this stock could be, is you look at the options market. And so volatility is sort of a proxy for, or the implied volatility on options, tell us a little bit about what the, the market thinks is a, an expected move. In other words, um, let's say that a, a stock had an implied volatility of 15.875. Now that's an annual number. And so basically what you're saying is that uh, over the next year, a one standard deviation move up or down, you you think it would be about fifteen point eight seven five percent. Okay, um, and the way that we come about that is uh, you basically take that divided by the square root of fifty two, which by the way is fifteen point eight seven five, and that tells us that it's basically you know on a single day, it's be expecting uh, you know about a one percent move as a single standard deviation. Looking at Tesla's options, especially the nearer term options, 
they've actually got implied volatility of 100%. Um, in fact, the ones with six days to go right now are 120%. They've got some earnings coming next week. Uh, volatility tends to increase around earnings announcements. Uh, but you go out, uh, you know, 14 days, about 95% volatility, 83% going out 20 days. If you look at ones that go out over a year, it's got a 57% volatility. Those are annual numbers. So basically, what those are saying is the expectation is at 100% volatility that you could go to zero, it could go to, you know, 1300 or something like that. So the options market tells us there's a lot of volatility. And I bring that up just because um, those and, you know, don't, don't go out and short or buy Tesla based upon this. I don't have an opinion on it. Um, but I just want to show you when we think about risk uh, with regard to a stock like that, you can look at the options market and try and see what the options market is saying for the perceived, uh, you know, future volatility. And when you see implied volatilities that high, what it's telling you is that uh, the expectation from the options market is that the stock could go up or down, you know, quite a bit. So uh, thinking about the risk on selling something short, you know, this, this stock could move quite a bit uh, up or down. And so uh, obviously that, uh, that's taken into account. All right, before we wrap up this week's edition, um, one of the things I want to remind people too is that if you want to hear a topic or see myself or myself and one of the guests, cover a topic, go ahead and uh, go over to RazorWealth.com, R-A-Z-O-R-W-E-A-L-T-H.com and click the contact uh, tab and go ahead and send uh, send a message to me. Uh, I enjoy when people do that and tell us uh, you know what, what they think of the, the program. And also a lot of the topics uh, like this one was suggested by a listener. So I uh, love to hear from the listeners and of course, uh, suggesting topics is great. Um, the other thing before we wrap up, um, one of the things, rather than asking you to rate or review, go ahead and, and share this. Share this with somebody and maybe somebody who hasn't used or listened to podcasts before, um, they might find the content interesting. Okay. Lastly, so how do you see these numbers? These numbers that I just came up with, like how would you see that? Well, the good news is uh, nowadays everything's online. So if you go to marketwatch.com, uh, that's a, a free site, and you punch in the the name of the company or the ticker symbol. Uh, for example, Tesla's ticker symbol is TSLA, and you page down a little bit. Um, they kind of give an overview of you know the, the market cap, the shares outstanding. All that information that I just read off is on there. So MarketWatch.com, you can punch in your favorite ticker, and uh, ticker meaning the the stock symbol, and you can see the short interest ratio and all those things. Uh, the days to cover you actually can just calculate that yourself. Remember, the days to cover is the short interest in shares. So in this case, a 26.26 shares, uh, million shares short on Tesla divided by the average daily volume of 12.42 million. And guess what? You can see the average daily volume right on MarketWatch as well. So you can actually do that calculation and you can follow this over time. So with that, uh, should be interesting to see uh, what happens. Um, with this stock, it's got a high short interest ratio. It's uh, in the news a lot. Uh, who knows where it's going to go? But uh, if you want to uh, understand a little bit more about what everybody's talking about with these terms, because they don't necessarily always explain them as they're talking to you, 
Um, hopefully that helps and short interest, uh, short squeeze, days to cover and short selling, all this type of stuff. So with that, folks, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye.